Welcome to the Vox Community Podcast. Learn more about Vox Community at voxoc.com. Join us at 10 a.m. on Sundays at voxoc.com slash live and at the Eldorado Performing Arts Center. I don't have any bad news. Every time I come out here, I'm announcing something. <laughs> but it's good to see you guys. Uh, good morning. I want you guys to meet Will. I know you guys know Will. He has been teaching for a while. But uh, a few months back, we uh, had discussed and we're talking about junior high and what that would look like. Uh, Will is going to come and help us launch junior high. So, yes. So it's a big deal. Will is going to be with us for uh, about six months. And he's going to be the leadership behind junior high. So uh, I want him to kind of tell you what it's going to look like for junior high. I know I have a junior hire, so I'm excited to see uh, them meet and have something uh, going on. But Will, why don't you tell us what, what, what to expect, what's going on? Sounds good. Um, I'm going to start by giving them all drum lessons each week. <laughs> Not really. Uh, no, so... Uh, part of what we're going to do uh, with the junior high ministry here is to come alongside what's already been happening. And so if you're not uh, familiar with what is happening, our junior highers serve. Um, and it's an amazing opportunity for them uh, in children's to just be examples for the younger kids, uh, to be present and to really support the life of our church. And so they're going to continue doing that every other week. And uh we're going to have an incredible team uh, that's going to mentor them through that and kind of uh, walk alongside them as they serve. And then the second thing uh, that we're implementing is every other week, we're going to have a time of teaching, um, just hanging out together and uh probably start by going through the Gospels and talking through uh, the life of Jesus. And again, one of our values here is to make Jesus look beautiful. And so we're just really excited about uh, being in those stories uh, with with the junior high students. And then, of course, um, we're going to do some really fun stuff. So about once a month, we're going to have a hangout. It'll be in different places, um, but it's just going to be a time for the junior high students to connect and just have a ton of fun together. So we're launching that in September. Um, if you're interested in being a part of this uh, and mentoring the students here at our church, uh, then please come talk to me. I'll be out in the foyer after and would love to just kind of meet you and, and uh, let you know what's next. Also next week at 12 o'clock, we're going to have a meet and greet at uh, one of our Voxers home across the street. Uh, and this is for you as a parent and your child to kind of connect with Will and with some of the leaders and um, just hang out for a quick lunch um, just to kind of talk about what's coming up. So that's next week, the 26th, and it's going to be from 12 to 2. And if you're interested, go online, let us know if you're coming, um, and then we'll let you know what's what's to come for, for junior high. Um, but it's an exciting time. You know, we're going to be able to see that. Our, our junior hires are a big deal here. They're serving. If you go to children's they're everywhere in children's helping out and we want them now to connect as as friends and as 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 kids but we really want to bring the values that we talk about here there we want them to experience jesus we want them to feel safe Um, and we do this because one of our values is the next generation um, to allow them to see a beautiful jesus so we want that to happen we want your junior hire to be part of that Uh, but like we said they meet twice a month they serve twice a month and then they connect once a month outside at their 
their at their own dinner. Um, but one more thing. Yes, one more thing. Yes. Um, so people sometimes define junior high differently, either seventh or eighth or sixth through eighth. And just to be clear, we are doing sixth through eighth. We want the party to be as big as possible. So yes, we do. Sixth through eighth grade, <laughs> yes. So that's coming up, guys. That's going to be great. One more thing is we have a picnic tonight. Uh, tonight. It's not even night. It's day. Um, I've been here since 630, uh, 7.45, so it seems like it's been a long time. But we're going to connect afterwards. If you didn't bring your lunch, go grab it. Come back. Uh, we're going to be hanging out on the lawn uh, across the way right here. So that's going to be today uh, after service. And then uh, coming up, we have another workshop that Carrie's going to lead, and that's going to be in September, September 6th, I believe. Um, and she's going to be co-presenting with a gentleman. So if you're a guy and you're interested in coming and learning more about what that's going to be about, um, I invite you guys to come. I'll be there. It's going to be really neat for us to um, to connect and to learn more about how to be healthy emotionally. So that's it for the morning. Izzy, take it away. See you later, guys. That's You can hold that. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Your presence is all I feel
Jesus, so come out your way, us. 
Good morning, Voxers. How are you guys? Good. Hey, uh, when you guys walked in, hopefully you got one of these. Um, if you're looking around and you don't have one of these, make sure you grab one because you're going to need it for uh, this morning with what we're going to do. So uh, I'm excited for where we're headed this morning. It's going to be fun. Um, uh, before we start, uh, 
anybody, uh, well, what I want to do is we're talking with the staff is that um, we have lots of teachers on our volunteer staff. And uh, I, I just believe that like as teachers, you guys don't get the appreciation and the credit that you deserve for what you do um, and how you care for our children. And so as a community and as a church, we want to honor you. So if you're a teacher in here, if you teach any classes anywhere, whether it's special needs or, or any of that, we, w- we would like to honor you. So would you just stand so we can see you and recognize you for the work that you do? Would you just stand for us? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We, uh, we really appreciate it. And so, yeah, we're excited. Uh, it's fall. I mean, if it's crazy that summer's already ending and falls on the car. Our, our oldest son is starting kindergarten next week. And so kind of a big deal for us and it's like sad at the same time, but, uh, but that's how it is. So, uh, uh, with teaching uh, this this morning, uh, uh, kind of on the heels of last week with what Bonnie was doing, which was really cool uh, to experience scripture in a new way, we're going to do something uh, different uh, this morning. And so if you're new with us, uh, you're in for kind of a, a little bit of a different thing. I mean, we, I know we are not traditional in the way that we do church and kind of our community. So this morning, we're going to kind of lean into more of that uh, as we as we talk. So uh, our, as a, our desire for the community is that you would grow in your spiritual formation um, and that you would uh, draw closer to Jesus. That's sort of why we gather together is that our, as a community, we could do that collectively. Um, and so, you know, when we look at churches today, uh, the way that we do it corporately is, is kind of very different very new. Like this, the way that we do it with one central speaker and a people gathering and you hear one person teaching, it's sort of a new way of doing church. And for thousands and thousands of years, church has not been that way. Uh, a lot of the reason why there's been a teacher is for literacy issues, but you know, we, we don't have that, that problem today. And so uh, we still continue to perpetuate the model. And along with that model comes a lot of uh, good things, but also bad things. And so uh, as, a, as, a, as a church, we've been kind of asking, okay, what, what does it look like for us to um, reclaim some of the things that have been the church for thousands of years that have worked. Um, And maybe there's some things that we need to look back at and go, those things we want to reclaim because they're good and and they help us grow. Uh, And there's some things we go, you know what, that's not helpful. And so we don't want that. And so we're going to push away from that. And so I think that's that's our heart. That's our mission uh, as we gather together is how do we we look at those things and say, what's good for us? How do we grow as a community? How do we grow individually? And so this fall, um, we're going to move some more into offering classes in spiritual practice. I'll be leading those along with some of our other teachers. And um, if that's something that interests you, we'd love to have you be a part of those. They'll be absolutely free. Um, it'll just be kind of a, a half hour talk on what does it look like to engage in different spiritual practices. And so um, this morning, we're going to do one called the Lectio Divina. Anybody anybody familiar with the Lectio Divina? Okay, so some of you have heard of it. So this will be, you know, it won't be new to you. Uh, but for others, maybe it will be. And so before I do that, I want to kind of talk a little bit about uh, my experience with spiritual disciplines and practices. So uh, I didn't grow up in the church, uh, but when I did go to a church, um, one of the things that was interesting was how spiritual discipline came across to me. Um, The idea of discipline is not typically something that you associate with as a good thing, right? Typically, it's not like when you think of discipline, you're in trouble. And so to tie spiritual discipline together is almost this weird thing. Um, And for me, it created uh, lots of problems later on. Um, But the way that it was presented to me was um, sort of this cause and effect relationship with God. So if I did this, meaning if I read the Bible, which is oddly the thing that it always became, is like, if you read the Bible, then God would do this, 
right? That's always been my experience. That's the way I've been taught. And what I've learned over time and through study and through reading and through being in community with other people is that that's not true, that we can't conjure God to do things for us. It doesn't work that way, right? This is not like a vending machine God where if I put in this, then I can press a button and I can get this back. It doesn't work that way. Uh, it works a lot differently. Like, that God wants to draw into relationship with us and that can be nebulous. What does it look like to be in a relationship with God? Someone you can't see, touch, you know, what, what does that look like? And so uh, for years, uh, millennia, I mean, Christians have been working through these practices, these things that have drawn them and helped them to keep in step with Jesus. Um, I don't know what your experiences has been like with this. Um, for me, it became very abusive in some of the, cu- the cultures that I was in, um, where reading the Bible was like, the, it was like, if you didn't read the Bible, then you didn't have a relationship with God. And you needed to journal it every day, and you needed to number it every day. Because it was important to keep track of the number of times that you've been in relationship with God every single day. And for some people who are type A personalities, you're like, yeah, I could do that. Uh, but for other people, that becomes like hard. And what happens when you've like read, you know, 300 days in a row and then you miss a day? What sort of guilt and shame and, and feelings are associated with that failure? And, and, and is that really the relationship that, that God wants to have with us? Uh, again, the practices that we are, we're talking about are not meant to be burdensome. You know, Jesus said that my yoke is easy and my, my, my burden is light. If that's true, then these things that we engage in should not be things that make us feel guilty, shameful, um, exhausting, And if they are, then maybe we need to stop doing those things for a second and change our perspective or try something new or try something different because there are lots of spiritual practices. You know, like I said, for me, the one thing I was always taught was you read your Bible every day, you read your Bible every day. That's the only way you are in relationship with God. And that's just simply not the case. Uh, For some people, they love to hike, right? And you go out and hiking, how many people in nature connect with God? right? And you go surfing. I mean, lots of my friends go surfing and they connect with God in that way. Uh, for me, I, I go cycling. And when I'm cycling and I'm suffering and I'm hurting, I connect with God because I'm praying, please help this stop, right? Like <laughs> I, I, there's just, you know, everybody has a different way that they commune and connect with God. And there are some spiritual practices that actually really uh, bring us into this place where we can be present with God. And so that's the kind of what I want to talk about. So the, 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 the best illustration I can give is this. Like I talked to a therapist who worked with a lot of elite athletes. And the one thing he told me is that elite athletes, specifically Olympians, they never focus on winning, which may sound odd. Like the goal for them when they get ready for an event or whatever they do is not to win that event. The mindset, the the mind frame is to be in a position to be ready when if there's a chance they can win very different than just going, I need to win, I need to win, I need to win. No, I need to be in position. I need to do everything that I can to be in position. So if there is a chance, I can win. I think that's a good illustration of what it looks like to be in spiritual practices. If your end goal is to to do this thing in spiritual practice, I need to win, I need to get this, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss the being present with God and being available so that if he shows up, so that there's an experience, you will be ready to come into contact and be in that place. That's a very different place than trying to just win and try to achieve and try to earn, right? And so the spiritual practices that we're going to talk about today, the Lectio Divina. Uh, Lectio Divina literally means a sacred reading. That's all it means. Uh, There are uh, four rhythms to uh, this particular way of, of, of reading scripture. Now, I love this, and the reason why I chose this one first and foremost is because 
um, it, it evens the playing field in the room. So a lot of times, uh, and I'm a speaker, so I know this, uh, when you come into a room, like teachers, they have an ax to grind at times. There's an agenda. There's something that they're trying to get across. But when you come in here and you do something like the Lectio Divina, where we communally read a passage of scripture and you sit with it, there's no one teaching you. You're going to hear God speak for yourself. You're going to listen to what God is saying, and you're going to hear it, and you're going to interpret it for yourself. And I'm not going to be that person. And, you know, that's, that's, I think that's a good thing. I think it's good for us as a culture that we don't perpetuate this one singular person who stands up here and hears from God and speaks to you. You don't need that. You can hear from God on your own. You can do these practices on your own. And so hopefully um, we'll let go of some of those old things that have maybe hindered us or held us back from engaging in the spiritual practices, and we'll grab onto some new things. And so the first thing I want to talk about is the four rhythms. And you have, your, you have that paper in front of you. So if you look, uh, it's in bold. The first one is the reading, and we'll get into that in a second. Um, I will read the passage slowly uh, over you, and you guys will just kind of sit and listen. If you want to read along with, uh, with me, you can, and you can just kind of look at it. I'll probably read it, read it twice. Just give you a chance to hear it, um, listen to it. Remember, uh, Scripture was meant to be heard right? It was meant to be listened to and heard. And so I'm going to read that to you. The second one is to meditate. Uh, we're going to meditate on that passage. And what that means is you're going to, you're going to uh, look for the meaning of a word, something that stands out to you. Uh, when you hear the word or when you see it or when you come across it, something is going to stand out to you. Something's going to shine. I like that word. Like it's going to shine. You're going to go, oh, that word right there. And then after you, you, you meditate on that, then you're going to pray. You're going to just take a moment and just pray. Just, it can be a prayer of thanks. It can be a prayer of lament. It can be a prayer of forgiveness. It can be a prayer of help. It can be a prayer of intercession. Whatever you want to do, however you want to pray over it, you're free to pray over that thing. And then you're going to, you're going to contemplate. The last, the last rhythm, the last step is to contemplate. It's to just go, what does that mean for me in my life? What am I supposed to do with this now that I've heard this, now that I see this? How am I supposed to live this out? Now, you've got pencils, so you can write. You can just kind of like jot down some thoughts on here um, if that helps you. Uh, again, this isn't meant to be burdensome. This isn't meant to be something that's, you know, going to cause guilt and shame and, and tiresome and exhaustion if I can't do this. And so if you're feeling that, then you need to take a deep breath and sort of release that as you step into what we're about to do. So a few things, kind of some warnings and encouragements as we jump into this. The first thing is this. This is meant to help you keep company with Jesus, okay? This practice is meant for you to keep company with Jesus. If you're practicing something that isn't helping you, stop. Stop doing it. You don't need to do that. You can do something different. Second thing is avoid feeling guilt or shame about doing or not doing. That's important because I, I talk to a lot of people and they feel a lot of, and they experience a lot of guilt and shame around, oh, I don't read the Bible or oh, I don't pray enough or I don't, listen, you don't need to feel more guilt and shame because that's not going to help you. Uh, you need to release that. You need to remind yourself, be gentle with yourself. It's okay. This is a practice. Like any other practice, it takes time. We have to engage it. We have to do it consistently. And so it takes time. So give yourself some, some grace when you, when you jump into this. And the second one is this practice. Uh, so we're going to have to just do it. And so hopefully it'll give you some tools tools today as you leave and maybe in the next couple weeks or months when you feel like, hey, I, I want to jump into this again, you'll have an idea of how to do it. And so you can pick out a, a passage of scripture and you can jump into it yourself. Sound good? Okay. Last thing. At the end, 
when you contemplate, I'm going to have you share together in the room. You're going to share with people around you. I know some people are like already nervous about that, right? Like the introvert in you is like, no. Uh, you don't have to do one-on-one. You can do it in groups if that's easier. Um, and, and, and here's the thing. Again, no guilt or shame. If you go, I didn't hear anything. Nothing jumped out at me. It's okay. Okay? You're normal. Like God's not looking at you going, you didn't hear my voice. Shame on you. No, it's okay. If you didn't hear anything, this is a new thing for you, that's totally fine. Okay? So this is no shame, no guilt. This is just us engaging in something and, and giving everybody space to hear God speak to them uniquely today. Okay? All right. So we're going to start like this. Close your eyes. You're going to close your eyes. Take a deep breath through your nose. <sighs> Exhale out. Take a deep breath in of God's grace, his love, his mercy. Feel it going in. All the stress of your work week, of what's coming in the future, what you're holding on to this morning, release that out. Isaiah chapter 30, verses 18 through 21. So the Lord must wait for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. O people of Zion, who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. He will be gracious if you ask for help. He will surely respond to the sound of your cries. Though the Lord gave you adversity for food and suffering for drink, he will still be with you to teach you. You will see your teacher with your own eyes. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way that you should go, whether to the right or to the left. One more time. So the Lord must wait for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. O people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. He will be gracious if you ask for help. He will surely respond to the sound of your cries. Though the Lord gave you adversity for food and suffering for drink, he will still be with you to teach you. You will see your teacher with your own eyes. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way that you should go, whether to the right or to the left. I'm just going to give you a few minutes, about five minutes, and just let you think about what you heard. You can look at it. Um, you can, I think we can keep it up on screen. Maybe we won't be able to because it's two, 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 ver- uh, two slides. But take a moment. What are the things that stand out to you? What are the words? What are the phrases? Pick one. Maybe it's two. Pick two if you want to. No shame, no guilt, okay? And you don't even have to do it in that order. If you don't want to do it in the order, you don't have to. But take five minutes. Pick out a word. Pick out a phrase. Write it down. Feel free to move on to the next, the next piece, which is just to sort of meditate on it. Think about the meaning of the word. Think about the meaning of the phrase. Don't worry about historical context and all that other stuff. Okay, You don't need to worry about the Hebrew, the ancient Aramaic. This is just 
it's just you. It's just you reading this and God is speaking to you. If you haven't already, you can move to the meditation piece or you can move to the response piece. I'm assuming probably some of you are moving through it pretty quickly. That's okay. Um, if you kind of finish and you're just kind of sitting there, feel free to go back and read and maybe see, maybe you see if something's there you missed or you didn't see or something new. So as you move to contemplation, or maybe some of you are still in prayer, that's fine as well. Uh, it's okay if, uh, I know there's artists and sometimes uh, you, you, you draw, sometimes you can doodle or you know maybe it's color or whatever. Uh, feel free to, to do that. There's the back side of this and you can, you can however you want to, but use that as a way to, to hear God speak to you. Um, if you wanna draw an image or if you wanna write down a metaphor or something um, that helps tie you personally to that passage, um, put that down on the back and let just let that sit with you over the next five minutes. Just kind of sit with that. Um, if you need to pray again, feel free to pray over it. Okay, how are we doing? We okay? Yes. Yeah, it's only been like 15 minutes. Not bad, right? Everyone's doing okay, you know? No guilt, no shame, right? Anybody else do it differently? Did anybody do it in a different order? Just kind of try their own thing, kind of move move around the, the movements on their own? Yeah. See, you can feel free to do however you want. There's no rigid, when we get rigid about something, uh, I think that's when we find all that sort of guilt and shame and stuff kind of comes along with it and we don't need any of that. So this is just a a chance for us to find our step with Jesus. Now, what I'll do is I'll kind of just share with you briefly kind of how I I walked through this myself and then um, I'll give you guys a chance to to talk together collectively. See, this is the beauty of being in this community, right? Is that this is not just you come sit and listen to one person and then you leave. No, this is you participate. this is what church should be, right? This is communal. You talk, you share, you, you see what God is saying to each other. And then there's encouragement in that. Sometimes you might hear a word that somebody else saw and that something speaks to you. And that, there's beauty in that. Uh, that's why we gather together. This is why it's so important for us to be uh, in this space together. So uh, for me, you know, the first, I've done this, this particular passage a few times. Uh, the first one this morning uh, was 18. Uh, so the Lord must wait for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. And when I first read that, I, I kind of had this initial like God with his arms folded, you know, like disapproving, like you need to come to me, you're bad and I'm good and you need to come to me. And as I kind of like sat there and meditated more, I, I realized that that's not, that's not what he's saying to me. Uh, it wasn't the disapproving father. No, what I saw was that God desires to show love and compassion to me that he, he actually wants to lavish that upon me, but he needs me to move forward. He needs me to make progress with him. Uh, and so what do I say in response to that? I say, thank you, God, for being patient, for being patient with me, because there's moments where in my own, uh, my own shame or my own stubbornness that I, I, I won't move forward, I won't progress, I won't open myself up to God, that I want to hide or I want to, to, to ignore or push him away. And, and he's patient and he's faithful to be with me. 
lastly, again, for, for this sort of contemplative piece, my, my illustration is uh, not a father who's disapproving, uh, but a loving father who's waiting for me to come back to him. Sort of, I get this picture of uh, the prodigal son, and the father is standing on the porch, not disapproving, waiting for the son to come back so he can say, see, I told you. It's almost like he's searching, looking, and as soon as he sees me coming down the path, he runs. He runs to me to, to throw his arms around me and to love me. And so that's, that's what I got from just this one passage in 18. So I'm sure lots of you got lots, lots of great stuff. And so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to have you guys just take a few minutes, the next five minutes or so, um, kind of talk in groups, talk together, share openly. Like I said, if you don't have anything, don't feel shame about that. It's okay. Like this is a new thing. You've never done it before. No big deal. Okay. So take five minutes, do that. The band's going to come out. They're going to play a little bit. We're going to do communion uh, and then we'll sort of wrap things up. Okay. Go ahead and start talking and chit-chatting around the room. Okay, lots of talking, which is good. This is awesome. It's life happening and people are sharing. Uh, yeah, some being shushed because it's so good. It's so in detail. I love it. Well, hey, we have a picnic afterwards. So find the people you're talking with and you can go and share afterwards, which is the beauty of it. Um, we're going to go to a time of communion. So I know you guys are all chit-chatting. That's okay. Uh, communion is also a spiritual practice. And it's something that we do together. Uh, it's a communion. We do it together. We commune. And so uh, we have communion stations that are here. We have them over there. We have the gluten-free station over here if you need that. Um, feel free to take your group and go take communion together. If that's something you want to do, um, you can do that. This is your chance to connect and, um, and to just be thankful for the opportunity to be together in this place and to share what God is saying and speaking and doing in your life. So the band's going to play a few songs, sing us out, and then uh, we'll wrap it up this, this, this morning. Hey, uh, thank you guys for uh, participating in that with me and joining us in that. Uh, did you guys like that? Was that good? Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. It's, it's my heart that you, you don't feel shame and guilt, as you could see me reiterating that over and over and over again, because I know lots of people have felt different things around that. So um, hopefully you have these tools now. You can go throughout and, and, and work on it on your own. Again, no rigidity. Do it however you want to. Uh, this is for you to keep, the one that you wrote on. The pencils are not for you to keep. Those are ours. Please give us back. Uh, there's buckets right out there. They'll be in the foyer, too. You can drop those off. We'd appreciate it. There's a picnic outside. Hopefully you brought some stuff. We'll be hanging out. And I would love to get a chance to just talk with you and hear any of the things that God said to to you. Um, I, I always love enjoy hearing that kind of stuff. And then lastly, before you leave, is participation boxes are there at the door and in the lobby. If you'd like to participate in what we're doing here, uh, it's always appreciated. So uh, Will and I will be out there if you want to talk to Will as well. Uh, God bless you. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Vox Community Podcast. You can join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash voxcommunity. Participate in the Vox Community at voxoc.com slash participate.